Hello and welcome to Nourish with Nicole, the podcast where we discuss all things holistic health and wellness. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a holistic health coach and I have helped over hundreds of people change their lifestyle, build better habits, lose weight, gain confidence, all with a holistic, natural approach. I'm here to help you understand that taking care of your entire self from your body, mind, and soul has many benefits that will help you be successful on your journey of health. This podcast is designed to educate, inspire, and motivate. Grab your coffee and let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to the Nourish with Nicole podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous day. We are back once again with Coach Yonica, and we are talking about misconceptions of daily weight gain. So what we're going to be talking about today is just things that can increase the scale number that you have control over and things that you don't have control over. So we're just going to give you some just basic things that reasons why you could see increases on the scale day to day and just give you some background on why you shouldn't be stressing so much about that scale because it's not always going to be fat gain on that scale. So welcome, Yonica. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back. No problem. Let me just get a couple of things set up here and then we will get started. Okay, Yonica, let's get started. Let me know what, how you're doing. How is your day so far? Day is good. It's snowing again outside. So typical Saskatchewan. So I'm going to be inside my house for the rest of the day where it's warm. That's so. exactly how I feel. <laughs> so let's let, let the listeners know what you're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the misconceptions that we have around weight gain, specifically that sudden increase in the scale. The reason I think we need to talk about this is because with the clients that we work with, when we ask them for their weight, whether that's weekly, biweekly, maybe some way in throughout the week, oftentimes your weight is going to fluctuate and fluctuations. I'm not talking like a half a pound or something like this. I'm talking your weight could be fluctuating for five pounds within a day. And of course, when we are on our health journeys, especially if we are looking at like weight loss journeys, that sets a lot of panic interest into many of us, or it can put a lot of pressure on us. And we start to stress about something, but I think that stress is unfounded. We need to kind of dig deep about not dig deep, but unpack what exactly is that weight, because it's not fat gain. The idea that you can gain realistically any fat gain just overnight is not realistic. The amount of food you would have to eat above and beyond your your calorie, your maintenance is ridiculous. So let's look at what exactly does cause this, get familiar with these things, talk about them, recognize if they are what's happening in us and just take away some of that fear around around that overnight weight gain. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, this is one of the biggest things that we deal with a lot of our clients. And sometimes we have to remind our clients about like where they're at in their journey and like indicators why the scale might go up. And this is another reason why we tell our clients not to weigh in every day, because if they're on a journey and their overall goal is to lose weight and they're stepping on the scale every single day and they see that weight go up, it's not fat gain, right? You cannot physically like gain one or two pounds of fat overnight. So let's talk about some reasons why your scale might go up like within 24 hours. Yeah. So let's assume that you're weighing yourself at the exact same time of the day. Take that equation out of it entirely. But look at the reasons, like you said, why might the scale still have changed? And you mentioned earlier, we've got things that are in our control and things that are out of our control. So right off the bat, let's look at things that are out of our control. Like you can't influence this. You stepped on the scale and that was prevalent. Well, it is what it is. The big thing for females is going to be our cycles. Where are we in our cycles? What are our hormones doing right now? And I would say even if we know what our cycles are doing or where we're at, our hormones are still very complex. They're going to have significant impacts on a variety of things, not just like water retention, but also on like stress levels, mood, how your body is feeling, how your body is operating with specific, just with foods, even like I think how you're digesting things 
can be impacted by your cycle. So for women, that's a huge one. If we think about our cycle is tracked throughout the course of the month, we're always somewhere in that phase. And we need to be mindful of the different impacts that it's going to have at different times of the month, right? Like sometimes your hormones are going to cause you to retain water and you might actually feel kind of weak, whereas other times it's going to go the opposite. Yeah. Like this is why it's very important when we track all of our female client cycles, because one week they're going to step on the scale and they're like, Oh my God, my scale's up like two pounds. And then I go back into all their data and I'm like, well, actually your cycle's coming in like, like in like a week. That's why last time your cycle came, we were up two pounds as well. You have to get the familiarity that every time your cycle comes, like you're going to see that two two pound increase. Right. So just reassuring the clients like, Hey, this is what's happening. And also during the time of certain times of our cycle, depending on where your hormones are at, our digestion does slow down a little bit, right? So you might find that your bowel movements aren't as like, you're not emptying as much as you would, or you still feel like you could, um, you're bloated or whatever, still heavy in the belly. And that's due to hormones. And that's like you said, that's something that you cannot control. And that leads us right into the next thing is your bowel movements. If you are having any type of inconsistent bowel movements, if you are struggling with any digestive issues, whether that's digesting your food, emptying fully, like you said, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, whatever the case is, that is going to have a significant impact on your on your scale, right? If I think about, well, let's say suddenly I'm constipated. I haven't gone to the bathroom now for two days. That waste is sitting in my body. I can't just assume oh, well, this doesn't do anything. My scale is an accurate reflection of where my weight is. No, no, no. My scale right now is an accurate reflection of where my weight is plus two days worth of waste. Um, And that's why we always ask our clients, if possible, please weigh yourself after you go to the bathroom. There's no reason for you to account your waste as being part of your your weight, right? Right, Um, yep. And sometimes, and some people have fantastic digestion and I think I'll forever be really jealous of those people who have it really sorted out. But anybody who has a variation, maybe you ate something different the night before. Maybe you even used a spice. I have a client who she was like struggling and here we realized it was garlic seasoning. Oh, really? Yeah, took it out and like things changed, scale came down. But this entire time she was like struggling to empty fully. She was having a weird bloating sensation and it was something as simple as that. It Maybe you went out the night before, right? And you had some things that sat funny. They're not digesting probably properly. So are you feel heavier? If you're not having consistent bowel movements, you cannot expect the scale to be an accurate reflection of where you are at without waste in your belly. Yeah, 100%. And this is something that I used to struggle with all the time. Like you, you guys know that I've struggled with constipation issues and digestive issues for many, many years. And there was like, times where I wouldn't go for like four or five days. And like back then I didn't really have a lot of knowledge on gut health and things like that. But if you think about it, if you've ate for two days and you've ate like five meals in that one day over two course of two days and you haven't gone to the bathroom, it's like, okay, where's that food going? Like, obviously it's digested, but it's not emptying. Right. So that's going to be like, sometimes you can go to the bathroom and the scale can change within two to three pounds. So again, like if you step on the scale one day and you just had a bowel movement and you're like, okay, you've seen a number and then you step on the scale the next day, but you didn't have a bowel movement and it's up two pounds. Just again, it's not reflecting on fat gain. It's, it's waste sitting in your belly, right? So something to keep in mind when, when you're weighing yourself. Yeah. And I had a client before mention that she felt the only time that she was seeing a change in the scale was after her bowel movements. Well, yes. 
Um, that doesn't mean that what you're doing during the week isn't effective, but there's no reason, again, why would we account the waste that's sitting in your food, basically the leftovers of what your body wasn't able to utilize? Why would we attribute that as part of your being? It's not. It simply still has to fully process and eliminate from the body. So, I mean, we I think we often have clients who come to us with very irregular bowel movements, sometimes like, oh, I go three times a week. And I'm like, holy cow, like, that's terrifying. One of the biggest things they'll notice too, right off the bat is as their digestion starts to improve, the scale starts to actually show consistent progress, because they are emptying their bodies, not their bodies also not dealing with all the waste sitting in there. Because when you've got waste sitting in there, all kinds of things are going to be leaking back out. And I'm sure that's a whole other topic that we could get back into. Like I was just going to say, like, this is probably going to leave until the next point, because if your digestive system is not working properly and your waste is sitting in there and there can be toxins and toxins sitting in there which is then um, leaking back into your body and then is going to cause internal inflammation right so inflammation is going to hold on to more water which is going to be more weight gain on the scale yeah and so and let's lead that water the water retention is going to lead right into the other things that what we do have control over and control over in the sense i mean we still need to do them. They're still part of our day-to-day lives, but we can manipulate them a little bit and move them around. Um, Number one thing, well, not number one thing, but one of the biggest things that's going to cause us to retain water is going to be salt, sodium. So, and again, this can go both ways. If we are, if your foods are highly processed, for example, they're going to have a ton of salt in them. And we know that when the body has that much salt in it, it's also going to be retaining water because it's trying to balance out. Sodium is going to cause water retention. So if you had a meal the night before or foods the day before, whether they were processed or packaged, or maybe you just made a seasoning and like accidentally there's way more salt in there than normal. You can expect the scale to be going up. Your water or your body, sorry, is retaining extra water simply due to the amount of salt that was in your food the day before. Also, if we think about the other way, if you are lacking salt, like salt is an essential mineral. We need it within our bodies to help balance things out, part of our electrolytes. If you're lacking sodium in your diet as well, your body's also going to have an adverse effect as far as how it is processing water and how much water it is holding onto at all times. So that's why I know with our clients, we often, we tell them, right? Like make sure you're salting your foods, make sure you're getting things in because when you are adjusting from packaged foods or processed foods to whole foods, you start to lose actually quite a bit of the sodium that you would have naturally had. Um, But in the same sense, and so let's say you're somebody that eats whole foods and suddenly you go out for a meal or you have a, a treat that maybe you're not fully aware what's in there, it's not unlikely that there is a lot more sodium in there than you realize. doesn't mean it tastes salty. It just means that there is sodium in there. It's usually used as a preservative as well. So you will be holding water the days, probably I would say two days even after, two, three days after having salty salty foods. Yep, 100%. And we like, I remember when I would have like, I don't want to call them cheat meals, but like free meals, like I would go like crazy. <laughs> Like when I was like more into competitive kind of stage of my life. And if I would go like having like a cheeseburger and fries and maybe like an ice cream cone after the next day, like I would be so like inflamed and like um, puffy just from the amount of salt that I could actually like my skin actually hurt from it like expanding. Right. And like that was like that doesn't happen now just because obviously my digestion is a lot better. Like this was happening when my digestion was bad. But yeah, like just the way that my body felt like I was so puffy. I was inflamed just from 
that added itself that I was not used to. And you might be able to tell if like you're somebody that wears jewelry, if your mm. ring is suddenly really tight the next day, or if you're putting on socks or pants and you notice that you've got like the rings of the indents of your mm -hmm. clothing, that's a really good indication that you're probably holding on to a lot of inflammation right now because your, your skin's not normally squishy. Like that's not <laughs> where your body should be living all the time. So with the salt, whether it's a high amount of salt or whether you're lacking salt, we can say the same thing for water. So if you are somebody, let's say you're not drinking enough water, you are dehydrated. Well, when you're dehydrated, you're actually going to be retaining any type of water that you get in, which I know people are like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How am I retaining water if I'm not getting enough water? And well, you're retaining it because the body's like, I need more water. So think about when you're holding water in, that's going to add to the scale the same way that when you haven't had a bowel movement, that's going to add to the scale. It doesn't mean it's part of your body, but it's definitely something within you. Alternatively, if you had more water the day before, um, or maybe you're new to like our program or new to getting into this and you are drinking more water, it's going to take the body a little bit of time to regulate that increase in water. I remember when I jumped from like two to four liters of water a day, I think the scale, like it skyrocketed up and it probably stayed up there for the first week. And it's because I was loading my body up with water and my body hadn't regulated it. Once it does, you're going to flush it out consistently and it's going to actually aid with digestion. It's going to aid with weight loss. It's going to aid with everything it needs to, but there is a grace period. You need to be okay with that. Um, water, water weighs. I mean, take a glass of water, go put it on the scale. We can't ever. So every time you're having water, that's going to contribute to part of what you're seeing on the scale. So if you were drinking water even late the evening before, that's going to contribute first thing in the morning. Um, and it's these little things that we take for granted, right? We don't, we don't necessarily think about, oh, when was the last time I had a glass of water? Oh, did I have extra salt on my food last night? But they're going to contribute to that number on the scale in the morning. Yeah. Like if you're like, say like exactly what you said, if you usually finish your water around six and maybe you're out and about and you didn't get home and then you finish your water at eight and you're step on the scale and you're up a pound, that's the reason why your scale could be up. And like you said, these are things that like, it's just part of our day-to-day -day things that um, if you're not aware of it, then you might not know, like, this is a reason why the scale increase. Like lots of times people just honestly step on the scale and have that negative um, thought right away. Like, oh my God, like, why did I, like, why right. is, why is the scale gone up? And then they might think like, screw this, like diet, I'm not going to follow it anymore because it's not okay. working. Well, no, it's like, there's so many other factors that go into that scale. And this is another thing, like why we, everyone talks about non-scale victories, right? Because that number, that's, that's just a number. And I know everyone just focused on that number, but there's so many factors that contribute to that number that um, don't like, it's not about the fat at all, right? It's so many other factors. So in the same sense, like you said, if maybe you're used to drinking your water by 6 p.m. and the night before you're 8 p.m., you're still drinking water. Think about your foods the same way. Unless you're somebody with a very regimented schedule who eats at the same time consistently, any changes in how late you're eating is going to impact your body's digestion. So it's going to impact when you empty. Think about the last meal that you had. Maybe you moved some food around and your last meal ended up being very heavy in carbohydrate. Well, carbs are going to hold extra water in them. That's going to impact the scale. I mean, I could go, if I were to eat my carbs the night, like as my last meal, we have to consider every gram of carb is going to hold four grams of water. And we just talked about the fact that water weight is a big factor in um, overnight fluctuations on the scale. Well, now you add the carbohydrates and so it's purposely holding onto that water. That doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you have actually gained weight. I mean, it, it's your food, it's science. It's not, it's nothing that speaks to you not losing weight or you doing something wrong. And I think that's that's the issue with that focus on the scale is that we tend to attach a lot of self-worth to it. But the reality is like, well, no, it's your rice and your water. <laughs> 
that's the end of it. So, you know, and if you did go out late the night before, don't weigh yourself the, the next morning, have a little bit of a period. I would say even give yourself 48 to 72 hours to regulate before you think about stepping on the scale. Um, and with that too, if you're staying out late, whether that's like you had food late, you drank your water late, whatever they, and that impacted your sleep. Well, sleep is going to cause your scale to be up and down and up and down. And I think we see this a lot, a lot with shift workers. Uh, we have lots of clients who they don't have a regular sleep schedule. And when they weigh in depending if they're on days or nights, we see that fluctuation in the scale pretty significantly. Um, and it's another thing the same way that we're gonna have conversations with clients to be mindful of their cycle and where they're at in it. That conversation is the same thing with shift workers. Hey, where are you right now in your shift cycle? What's your body responding? What's your sleep been like? When's the last time you had water and food, etc.? We need to take all these things into consideration because when we compare weight week to week, we need to have similar circumstances. It can't be, oh, well, last week I was on all days and slept for eight hours and meals were done by six. This week I was working till 2 a.m. and I finished my last meal at 3 a.m. and then I weighed in at six. Well, that's just not, that's not realistic, right? So, yeah. That's a couple of things. Like I have a couple of shift workers too. And if like one of the clients I'm focusing right now on weight loss, right? So if she was on a night shift and um, she only slept for like maybe four to five hours and she weighed in and there was no scale change or a, an increase in the scale, I'm not going to go and jump and change her protocol and make nutrition changes because the data that came in that week, we know is not going to be data that's been collected over the course of the program with me. So what I usually do with some of those clients is like, are you on a night shift again tonight? And they're like, no, I have a day off. I'm like, okay, great. Get a full eight hours away in again tomorrow. So then I can kind of use that data knowing if I should be increasing or adjusting protocol. So that's something else that I, I, I focus on too, because like I said, shift to working and sleep, it's going to raise your cortisol, more inflammation, and just another reason to see the number on that scale go up. Absolutely. So then if we look outside of, of food, I guess, and sleep, we have our workouts, which so many of us associate, like, I'm going to do this amazing workout, and I'm going to lose all this weight, and I'm going to feel great, which is awesome. And over time, absolutely, you build muscle, yes, you're going to lose weight. However, the reality is that in the immediate situation, let's say you go and you crush your legs, and like, legs are just huge, blood is flowing, you felt awesome, like PRs all across the board expect your weight to go up um, within a few hours and to likely stay there until the blood flow actually starts to drain a little bit again. Um, you have caused damage to your muscles. Blood flow is now at the muscle trying to repair it, which is going to cause inflammation. And when we talk, and we think we have to talk about inflammation in two different aspects, because there's when we're inflamed because we ate poorly and our body is pissed off, so to say. And then there's inflammation from like, yeah, my body's still unhappy from like the damage I caused to it, but this is positive. The blood's there to repair the muscle. I'm gaining strength, etc. So if you are having a intense workout, don't go weigh yourself the next morning. It, again, a little bit of grace period to allow the body to adjust. And oftentimes I will make that comment where clients will say, well, I did like I hit so many hard workouts this week at the gym. How come the scale didn't budge? Well, because your body's probably repairing from all the damage that you caused at the gym. And again, that's a whole other topic where we can get into the fact that like muscle gaining isn't necessarily there to see the number on the scale change, right? But yeah, any type of workout, we have to recognize it's a stress on the body and you're going to elicit a stress response from the body, which is going to be inflammation because it's repairing itself. And that's 
that's not a bad thing. You want your muscles to repair. It means they're getting bigger. It means they're, they're improving and your strength is going to improve, but don't associate again. Like, Oh, I had a great workout. How come my scale is up as a negative thing? It, it's not, it's, they're almost unrelated. You cannot correlate like your body's weight increasing from a workout with like fat gain. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's a big one too. It's funny that you say that because I just had a client that um, we've been working really, like she's been working hard, like for like eight months. And then this last week I was like, we're going to do a deload. Like, like she's been grinding for like eight weeks and um, very just small, um, like it decreases on the scale, but I'm the same client that works the night shift. And I was like, I want you to do a deload week. She's like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Right. But I said, just trust me. I said, you're probably going to still lose weight. And I said, you're probably going to come back a lot stronger. You're going to lose so much stress, inflammation. Yep. Um, cortisol is going to come down everything and you're just going to, um, it's going to be good. So, um, obviously she checks in this week. So I'm, I'm excited to see what her, how her week was. Yep. And that's a good stress stress as a whole so we can look at all these things like our hormones we can look at bowel movements we can look at the food and the water the things that we intake our lack of sleep our workouts we also have to look at the stress response that underlies a lot of these factors when your stress is increased your body is producing cortisol when your body's producing cortisol and it's on that um, alert fight or flight response it's going to retain water digestion is going to slow down your mood and your energy are going to decrease and your skill is likely going to increase because the body switches over to kind of like that survival mode um, and I think a lot of people live here all the time and don't recognize the impact that that's having on your body. So if you're already there, well now pair this with a late night meal or pair this with poor sleep or pair this with a workout, the scale's probably not gonna budge a whole lot. But again, that doesn't signify that you're that it's, that it's fat gain. It's your body telling you, hey, XYZ needs to be taken into consideration. You put me through all of these things. This is impacting what my total weight is right now. And so again, if all we ever look at is the number on the scale, we're probably gonna def feel defeated a lot of the time. If we start to recognize what all factors into that number on the scale, and we start to have a holistic approach to this and recognizing things like, oh yeah, like I have my my menstrual cycle this week. But instead of being like, oh, well, this has caused me to gain on the scale. Well, can you look at, well, how is your cycle? Did you have a better cycle this week? How are your moods? How's your energy? How's your pain, et cetera, right? If we can flip the focus from a number on the scale and it meaning something negative to like, but look at all how your body's operating instead, we'd be better off. And we'd, um, we just need to look at the scale. It's a piece of data. That, and that's, that's the be all and end of all. And that's why with our client check-ins, it's one piece of data collected out of, I want to say like 20 questions. Yep. At least 20. And um, that's, that's another reason why we put the, 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 what's your current weight at the bottom? Because a lot of times, like a lot of clients will weigh in and then they'll reflect their whole check-in on, on their mood based on their weight, right? So if your first answer in your check-in form is what's your weight and the other 20 questions in the check-in are probably going to be answered in a negative response just because you're feeling so negative about your weigh-in. So um, a lot of clients, we get them to actually fill out the form the night before based off like how they're feeling without yep. their weight, their weigh-in. And then the next morning they weigh in. So their check-in form is based off like how their week was and how they're feeling before that scale. Um, and that's a big thing too. So a lot of more positive feedback on the check-in forms when they don't step on the scale till the next morning. And if you are somebody, whether maybe you're a membership client or maybe you're not with Nourish yet, um, but you are trying to, to get started on your health journey, if you are finding that you are becoming overly focused on that scale, I would challenge you to stop utilizing the scale as a piece of data for a while. Uh, keep a journal of things like, what's my mood, like my energy, what's my sleep, like, right? Start tuning into those things that you know are 
impacting the number on the scale without looking at the value on the scale. So take a log over the course of a week and take what's your average sleep like? Maybe you think it's good and here you look and it's like, oh, I'm actually averaging five hours of sleep a night. That's going to impact it, right? And start addressing those things as opposed to getting fixated on the number on the scale. And like you said, seeing that and going off, oh, screw it, I'm upset with this. I'm just going to keep doing whatever I was doing, right? Like why bother? Um, we need to shift the focus in order to actually make sustainable changes. Everything we're doing is to see a change on the scale. Everything we do is pretty unfounded. And yeah, like, it's funny that you say that because a lot of time, like one of my clients as well, like she was only getting like six, six and a half hours sleep. And I was like, okay, this is not okay. I'm like, you need to get at least seven to seven and a half. And then she started getting like seven to seven and a half. And like every week, cause her scale was slowly increasing. And then after she got more sleep, it was slowly decreasing or not increasing at all. Right. So right away we knew that she needed more sleep. Her body needed to repair her body needed more recovery. So that was like a number one thing right there. So like moving forward, I was like, we need to ensure that you get seven to seven and a half and half hours of sleep, like no questions asked. And um, the other thing too, is like, if you're always hyper-focused on that scale and you're always stressing about that scale number, what is stress going to do? It's going to increase cortisol. So it's like, it's just like a vicious cycle. Like you step on a scale, you're stressed when you're already stressed out because you didn't have enough sleep and then you're causing more stress, more cortisol, more inflammation, right? So if you're always like focused on that scale and you can't get over it, I would, like you said, start using other forms of progress. Don't use the scale. Don't step on it every single day um, and take like, and or even just tar starting to do like a seven day trend, like weighing yourself for seven days and then like taking that trend over the seven days, right? That's another way rather than every day. Like if over the seven days, your weight is the same, but one day of the week, it's up to two pounds, but all the other days it's lower or the same, like you didn't gain weight, right? It's still yeah. consistent. Right. And then start tuning in. What did you do the day before? What did you do that morning or that evening that would have been related to why suddenly there was an increase, right? Use it as data to inform yourself to make better choices, not as data to punish yourself or to speak negatively about yourself. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Um, is there any other things that you wanted to add in terms of in control and out of control for weight gain? I don't think so. I think it's just, you have to be aware that both the in control and the out of control things are just part of your day-to-day -day life. So um, let's do a little recap so we can kind of recap yeah. both and then we'll, we'll um, just tie it up here. So considering, so things that are out of your, out of your control in the sense that your body's going to naturally do them, uh, your cycle or your hormones in general. I mean, males have obviously hormones as well. So hormones uh, for females specifically, just depending on where you're at in your cycle, that's going to have a direct impact on multiple things within your body in including your digestion, water retention, etc. Bowel movements is going to be the other thing. Thinking about when is the last time your body fully emptied? Is it holding on to things? Is stuff that is sitting in your body leaking back out, causing inflammation or toxins to gather? Then if we shift to what is in your control, things that you engage in them every day, but maybe you can manipulate a little bit about when or how are things like your salt intake, your water intake, when you're eating, if you're working out and what your sleep looks like. Perfect. That was awesome. So um, if you don't have anything else you want to add, I just want to say thank you so much. This was a really good conversation. And I hope anyone listening kind of takes a lot of positivity from this. If you're someone that is very hyper focused on the scale, maybe like step back and look at the big picture. Like Yonica said, start like creating a journal, um, start being more in tune with like your actions and what you do day to day and just being more aware of those things and knowing that um, one or two pound on the scale from one day to another is not fat gain. It's obviously going to be another reason why. And then like she said, if you're changing your habits the night, be the previous day for 
from what you usually do, don't step on the scale that day. Like give yourself some grace. Like if you were out at a family gathering and it was Christmas time, why would you step on the scale the next day? Obviously you ate things that you don't usually eat. If you were out later, if you um, had a heavy workout, things like that, like just avoid the scale as much as possible um, around those things. They don't cause you more stress and cause you to give yourself some negative um, negativity in, in the mindset there. So um, thank you so much, Janika. This was awesome. I think I um, appreciate your time again today. And thank you so much for everyone listening and tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you found value in today's episode, I would love it if you would share this with any friends or family who would benefit from the podcast or leave a review down below. If you are ready and want help in taking the next step in your health and wellness journey, you can head over to my Instagram, nourish.withnicole, click the link in my bio and fill out an application and learn how you can live your happiest, healthiest life. Thank you so much and I can't wait to chat next week.